Hey there, it's Joyce Lynn Wells with Joy Exposed and it's Wednesday, April 21st. It's time, happy hump day, right? So I'm so happy that all of you are here to join me tonight and I guess you're coming, right? <laughs> let me make sure all my bells and whistles are whistling and belling, right? So let me look real quick, make sure I'm live early. Uh, am I ready? Am I live? I am live. I am live. Okay, good. Let's get started. It's Joyce Lynn Wells with Joy Exposed on Wednesday. And we always do Wednesdays. And it's so funny because when we first started the podcast about two years ago, we were doing Thursdays. And then we football season started. And then I was like, who the hell can compete with football season? And so I changed it to Wednesdays. And so this has been our kind of staple. Wednesday night, 9 o'clock, we go live. Then we take the live and edit it and upload it to SoundCloud and Google Play, Spotify, um, iTunes, right? Uh, what else? Wherever you can find your amazing podcast. <laughs> I'm a horrible freaking commercial. Wherever you can find your amazing podcast, we're there. And so that's what makes us so much fun on Joy Exposed is that I do a lot of the work myself. I um change it and um i convert it and upload it and make the notes and i'm it's still really hands-on right and I'm, i imagine one day when it becomes uber successful that i'll get to hand that over to somebody but as of now it's still in my hands so if you miss a week just remember you can go on oh and pandora that's where it is pandora you can go on Pandora, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, um, and just listen to it in any of those any of those venues. And it's really just fun to have them there. And sometimes I check how many times it's been downloaded, and then sometimes I'm worried that I it hasn't been downloaded. But either way, it's there. So we're gonna get started. Three cheers of joy. We start every week with three cheers of joy, and three cheers of joy. Three moments of self celebration. It has nothing to do with anybody else. These are your moments of yumminess, deliciousness that you can just draw pleasure from, and they belong to you. And so tonight, I have a bubbly. Woo! This is a barefoot bubbly. It's about $9 at my favorite place because it's close, Walgreens. Um, that's one thing about where I live in Lakeland. There's really not a grocery store that's convenient other than like a Save-A-Lot. And that's just like run in and pick something up. But they have to... For Publix, it's a distance. When Dixie, it's a distance. And maybe because it's so close to downtown. That's probably it. I mean, think of it that way. Yeah, so um, I got this from Walgreens, this bubbly. And we're going to have champagne again because why not? Why not find something to celebrate every week and just the goodness of celebrating every week? And that's exactly where we are. So I'm going to open the bubbly and pop the cork. And we're going to drink up some champagne tonight and talk about what, what am I celebrating for Three Cheers of Joy this week? You guys know it's something because I'm always on some bullshit. That's what happens. My life is always something. So much yumminess happens all the time that half the time I don't talk about it because people wouldn't even believe. Like all of this goodness happens for one person. I know. It blows me away too. So here we go. We got our barefoot bubbly pink Moscato. And we're going to pop. Ah! Popping our cork. So I'm drinking, of course, out of my Steffi 
I know a champagne glass would be more apropos, but why not my steppy? It's got my picture on it. Joy exposed. When joy's exposed, everything feels better. So we're going to drink out of this steppy. All right. So what are we celebrating? Three cheers of joy. Okay. So let's start with this. On Monday after work, I left work. I drove home or drove to Lakeland. I went to one of my favorite little pubs. I sat at the bar. I ate some chicken wings, boneless chicken wings. They have the best boneless chicken wings. It's really like chunks of chicken breast. They just deep fry and put in um, buffalo wing sauce. I love them. So I had those, a side salad and a cigar. Just me. And I sat for two hours. I didn't have my computer. I wasn't on my phone. I just sat and enjoyed the peacefulness of a cigar for two hours and I ate and I drank a couple of beers. So cheers to two hours of yummy cigar time just by myself. Cheers. First cheer of joy. My second cheer of joy, I had a really awesome interview. I was interviewing an author on yesterday. I can't wait to tell you about it because it's crazy how this interview went. But I was interviewing an author. And you guys know, I've told you before, I do this interview series with JPN Network. It's on Roku. And I interview authors for this new um, uh, show they have called Open Book with Joycelyn Wells. So I get an author. I interview them for 15, 20 minutes and send the interview over and they show it. That's crazy. Y'all remember when it started happening because I drove to Augusta and then to Athens for me to be interviewed and it took me like forever to get there. Anyway, so I had an interview yesterday, which was fine. I planned to have the interview and I was excited about having it. And I always, I love to do interviews because I find out so much good stuff about people. So it was a great interview and I'll tell you about it in a little bit. So cheers to my interview on Tuesday for having the opportunity to interview another author, they're always so much fun. We're so quirky. So cheers to me enjoying the interview on Tuesday. My first year of joy was two hours of cigar time by myself. The only person who spoke to me was the waitress. Would you like another beer? Yes. The second year of joy was interviewing an author great author and so excited about meeting him and spending time with him on our interview. Second, second cheer of joy. It's a beneficial for me. Third cheer of joy. Last Saturday was the Epic Memorial Run. Woo! And me and the bench counselor, Jennifer Shiver, we pulled it off without a hitch. And now we only have to pay the bills. <laughs> but we made enough money to pay the bills. So that's what's exciting. So um, the race was on Saturday. It was, I mean, yeah, on Saturday, it was absolutely amazing. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later because it is a cheer of joy, but there are details in there that I have to share with you guys because it's so much goodness. Like, Jesus. Like, I, we even did a uh, bench counseling um session on Saturday afterwards. And I promise I cried like half of the session. I was in tears, like just overwhelmed with so much goodness. And that's what I have to call it, just goodness and understanding of what life means and being able to make an impact. And I was so pleased 
So cheers to the Epic 5K Memorial, the beginning of something amazing. We already have it on the books for next year. And we've already got an email from a race company saying we have it on our books for next year. And if you think you're not having it in 2023, let us know. So they're already look at us, <clears throat> looking at the Epic Memorial 5K as a contender for annual races, and we're going to keep it there. So cheers to establishing the annual race. Cheers. All right. So those are my three cheers of joy. Two hours of uninterrupted cigar time. A great interview on Tuesday. Amazing interview. That was so good for me that it's almost easy to forget why I was interviewing the author because I got so much goodness out of it. And the Epic Memorial 5K was last Saturday, and we'll do it again in a year. Absolutely. Cheers, Terrence, 1800. Cheers to you and your 1800. We got to have us a shot at 1800 one day because you love that. You swear by it. And I love it too. So thank you so much for joining me. All right. So let's look at um, what's happening next. Oh, Facebook post of the week. We got to talk about that. STMSpecialties.com and Facebook Post of the Week. Let's get started. First of all, STMSpecialties.com sent me an amazing package of um, Steffi's that she made for the Tea with V. But because I changed my travel plans, I didn't get them in time. So, ah! so we kind of had some communication difficulties with that. But I have them anyway. So I'm going to send them to the golfers so they can have them. I'm very pleased about them, and um, yeah, but they're beautiful. And I posted a picture on Facebook, of course. Okay, so let's see. Let's find my STM, I mean my, uh, yeah, STMSpecialties.com Facebook post of the week. Let's find something good. Oh, that's not it. That's somebody's phone number. Okay, <laughs> so you guys know I love Allison Christie Johnson. I don't even know if she ever listens to my podcast, but I freaking love her. She is hilarious, and I've got to try to figure out either I can get her on the podcast or I want to spend some time with her off of the podcast. Either way, she's just the dope, dope, dope energy. Okay, so she says, <laughs> I can't sleep for shit. I'm like 94% those edibles weren't just THC. Who's up? Let's talk about everybody who's asleep, then delete everything before they wake up. <laughs> You're responsible for deleting your own shit. I can't do it tonight. I'm currently operating on reefer madness. <laughs> so I think that might have been like the night before 420. But either way, she's hilarious. <laughs> I think I have another one from her too that just had me in tears laughing with my daughter yesterday because I was like, who can literally be this witty? Who can be so funny all the time and just put out all of this great, these little yummy tidbits on Facebook? So that's my Facebook post of the week. And um, then uh, there's a Facebook post with somebody with aching knees. And it says, my knees after carrying around this good yummy all day. This fat yummy all day. <laughs> Y'all know sometimes I can be crass with my stuff just tickling me on Facebook. That's funny. So it's like your knee hurt because you're carrying such good yummy all day. <laughs> maybe I'm guilty. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> all right. Let's see what else. Okay. Let's see. Let's find a couple more. 
Oh, that's a friend. Listen, I'm horrible. This was sent to me in 2017. One of my college uh, friends said, here's my number, call me. And I never called. <laughs> so I went back looking at old stuff and saw this from 2017. I suck. I never called. So I, I screenshot it so I can call. Um, let's see. What else do I have in here? Uh, just great pictures from the 5K and video. So excited about that. Let's see. And my girlfriend, Carla, her birthday is tomorrow. She and one of my other girlfriends, Suzette, they even did the virtual race and sent a video of them doing the 5K virtually. And I'm so pleased. Like, you know, you got people that ride with you when they're sending you pictures because they're doing the 5K too. I love that. I love that, love that, love that. I know some dope people. All right, let's see if I got another one before I... Oh, my Facebook was cloned, right? So somebody cloned it, and they said their name was David Jessica. But you guys know it's not me. I mean, it's my picture, but David Jessica? What the heck? So if you get a Facebook request from David Jessica, just say no. Just tell them, nah, you're not interested. All right, let's see. Oh, here's one that I... Um, screenshot and it's from uh, Kezia. It says April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. I would like to remind everyone that the cause of rape and it goes down a list of all these things that people say is that the cause of rape is rapist. It has nothing to do with your skirts, your drinking, your flirty behavior, promiscuous past, walking alone, nighttime. The rapist is, the, that's 100% cause of rape. So I like that very much um, social conscious awareness. So I did screenshot that. And also, uh, Wilhelmina is using my, um, uh, Wilhelmina, I made labels for her products and she put out her product line with the labels on it that we made at My Shape Solutions. And I felt so proud. I was like, that's my work. <laughs> I was very proud and I'm, and it looks good. She got great reviews on it too. People were telling her it looks so good. So that made me feel good. But that's a Facebook post of the week. But I'm just letting y'all know it made me feel real good. All right. And so the last one from Allison Christie Johnson, brought to you by STM Specialties, is that this is from yesterday. <laughs> it says, that moment when you're so high that you start seeing mysteries and mundane things. Okay, so hot dog buns. <laughs> you already want to giggle because you're like, what? So hot dog buns. In the package, they're connected. They're baked so close together that they touch and become connected. They're also split down the middle, but not all the way through. How the fuck do they do that? <laughs> Dude, she is hilarious. Like, whoever looked to a hot dog bun to be like, how do they bake these hot dog buns like this? So she definitely enjoyed her 420. So cheers to her and uh, cheers to you guys. My STM Specialties Facebook post of the week. And don't forget we're having pink Moscato bubbly, barefoot bubbly as our celebration drink tonight. All right. So first things first. Let's talk about the four, uh, the 5K. 5K, for the, you guys who don't know, is 5K is 3.1 miles. We do have people who thought that 5K was five miles. 
but it's not. It's only 3.1 miles. The kilometers is the metric system, and it's used all over the world, except the United States. You know, we got to use our own thing. That's how we come up with miles, but it's a 5K. And so we hosted a 5K. My colleague came to me one day and said, we need to do something. Remember, we lost two colleagues at the beginning of the pandemic. And so Jennifer came to me and said, we need to do something. She had been talking to one of our former colleagues about maybe putting something together and she came up with a 5K. She said, we gotta do a 5K. She says, I've never run in a 5K, but I wanna do a 5K in honor of them. And so because of me and why not, right? It's in my bandwidth, I can do that, right? It's, I got it, I can do that. I said, okay, let's do it. So we immediately started talking about doing the 5K. I promise you on the day that we said, let's do it, I probably had the flyer already made. The graphics, the website, all of it, with things that I put together, like it was just like me putting it together for the publicity of um, doing the 5K. Now, in the planning part of the 5K, because Jennifer is so well connected, she's from the area, she knows everybody. Like she can text message the mayor and say, hey, the bathrooms aren't unlocked and somebody's coming to unlock the bathroom. Like she is connected, like she knows people. So when she got started talking about it, school board meetings, city council, all those meetings, they started adopting the 5K, which we had a run sign up website where people could go directly and sign up. But my company, My Shape Solutions, hosted that site too. So my site, my company site was pubbed on these places. So of course I had to freaking panic and ah, go and make sure my site was tight because I didn't know how many thousands of people would be hitting my site. And of course I didn't want it to be crappy because I run a business and I need my business to reflect what I do. So I immediately hit my site, revamped it, making sure that all the bells and whistles were happening because I want to host them. I'm not saying don't come to my site. I'm saying come here and find something you want and then come back and spend your money. Like that's literally what I want. So anyway, so that happened. The school board adopted it. The plant city government adopted it. Just, it was everywhere. And so we ended up hosting it last Saturday. So it was amazing. We met Thursday at the school, people were picking up their race packets. Friday evening, a few people came and picked up their race packets. And then we were there at six o'clock on Saturday morning getting ready. Well, Jennifer was there at six, I was there at 6.30. I was on my mellow, I was on my Lauren Hill. <laughs> I was on my, chill. I'm coming, right? So I got there like 6.30, which was still good timing. You know, people hadn't started coming yet, but they were starting to set up for the race, coning it out and, you know, mapping the route and all of that. And so once about seven o'clock, people started rolling up, getting their race packets, registering. We had about 70 people pre-register and maybe 10 or 12 registered the day of. So we had great numbers, almost a hundred runners. We definitely had more than a hundred people, but we talking about a race that we put together in seven weeks and we had almost a hundred runners. That's a successful race because they tell you that most races take about a year to get everybody and get everything in line. We had a great race director or race coordinator. His name is Bill Strack. He's out of Tampa. We had um, Lisa Pomper. She had great t-shirts and she's out of Clearwater. Like our medals, like, I mean, everything was on 
point. Um, this chairman of uh, our chairwoman of the school board, Lynn Gray, she's the one that had an initial meeting with us, pointed us in the directions of what to do and who to talk to. I mean, we had so much support, like right off the rip. Now, the problem is we were worried because we hadn't really had conversation with one of the guys' families, one of the guys that was um, killed. We hadn't talked to his family, Adam. We knew that we were honoring Adam, but we didn't know how to connect with his family. Like they, his wife lived in uh, Orlando, his parents live in Alabama. And he just taught with us. And you don't realize how much you don't know about somebody's family until you need to contact the family. And you're like, shit, I never got to know him. Like what? So we were there. So Josh's family was there, his wife or his widow, his son, his daughter, his mother-in-law, his sister-in-law, like his family showed up and we knew that they would because we stayed in great contact with them. You know, we love them. You know, they're, we're always a part of family. So even when Josh was working at the school and he was still there, his wife would come to our school events, dinners, after school, you know, so she was always a part of the Epic family too. So we're there, the race is going on. We're excited. We're like in tears when they start riding the bike and running the racers out. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, they're starting. <laughs> we're like crying and shit, like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, so we're just really overwhelmed because it's happening. It's like working. <laughs> and we got these cool t-shirts and I got to design the t-shirts, so the t-shirt's cool. And then on the back, we were able to put all of the runners, the runners who registered by like April 5th, I think, all of their names was on the shirt. And they were excited about that when they were picking them up, like, oh my God, my name's on the shirt. So, I mean, it was just so dope. Anyway, so they go, they start doing the race. Well, I'm still checking people in because people can check in between eight and 10. And then Jennifer goes to the finish line to give out medals. When she's at the finish line, a gentleman comes up to her and says, do you know the guys? And she was like, what guys? He said, the guys that they're doing this in honor of. And she said, yeah. He said, you know, Adam? And he, she was like, yeah, I knew Adam. He said, Adam was my friend. See, this is making me cry. Like, this was our first contact with somebody who knew and loved Adam too. Adam was my friend. So he, she was like, oh my gosh. So she's texting me like, these are Adam's people in the Alabama shirts, you know? And I was like, what, what? Hold on, I'm coming. So I went down and we all just had an opportunity to talk. And so he said he saw the ad for the race on internal email because the school board sent it out. So he saw the ad and he thought, Oh, I got to do this. this is my boy. I got to go and I got to do it. So he got him and some friends and some people that knew Adam and his wife and they all came out and they ran in support of him. And let me tell you, this tears, this is me on Saturday because you don't know the love I have for people, the way that I share with people until I can no longer share with them anymore. Like this is real, like this is real. And I'm telling you, it was such a great, that was like the, 
proverbial icing on the cake. That was like, the day couldn't even get any better. Like that was it because that was the piece that we had been missing. We wanted it, but we were kind of afraid of it because Adam was shot by the police. Like he went to the door with the loaded gun and he was shot and killed. And we hear about it all the time, right? So we don't know what his wife, we haven't talked to her. We hadn't talked to his family. We didn't know. All we know or all we knew is that we wanted to honor them. We wanted to honor Adam. We wanted to honor Josh. And we put this race together. And then for somebody to be there, it was glorious. So we got to talk to them. We took great pictures. There was a photographer there. Our principal's there. He ran. Our assistant principal, to both of our assistant principals, our staff teachers were there. It was crazy. We had a awesome, awesome morning. So when everybody cleared out and we were done about 10, 1030, we went and sat down and kind of debriefed and had some breakfast. And then we came back to the park to do the benched episode, talking about resilience and um, just reaching those uh, boundaries, like breaking those boundaries and just meeting your edge, like going for it. And we, and it was great. And we talked about much of what I'm talking about right now. But it's just to sit there and share openly and just honestly with somebody who knows how important, how sacred the time was. And that's what Jennifer and I have shared. We figured out that our time together is sacred and it's good. We have built uh, an amazing relationship at work and we have built an amazing industry with this event that's going to grow monumentally like we already know that it's going to grow monumentally and we've got to be prepared for that and so that was my saturday my epic memorial 5k awesome so i'm gonna drink to that again let me see if i got any comments on facebook i'm just talking y'all know i'm a mess let me see. Let me turn it down because y'all know it started talking. Uh, oh, there we go. Let's see if we got any comments. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Ray. Thanks, Sheila. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. So, yeah, we, um, so that was an amazing event. And so here we go. Now, my, interview that I did yesterday. So I'm interviewing an author. His name is Mansell Peterson, right? Mansell Peterson. And when he's writing, when he started writing his, I think his name for his character was Dark Chocolate. So I haven't read his books. I only interviewed him and he must have had some really just nice books, right? Because of the way that he talked about him and he loved, he has this magnanimous personality. Like you start talking to him and it's like, you're drawn in by his energy. You're like, oh, tell me more, tell me more. He's got this great, crazy personality. Anyway, so I'm supposed to be interviewing him. So before I start interviewing him, I look online because I'm gonna read about him. So I read about his books and then I see that he's running for, well, that somebody by the same name is running for Secretary of State of Georgia. And I thought, is this the same person? Why didn't I know this before right now? So. I got to interview him and that was fun, fun. He is a dynamic personality and he is the same person that's running for secretary of state of Georgia. I mean, smart, 
educated, good looking brother running for a secretary of state of Georgia. And we talked, we probably talked for an hour and a half, hour and a half, two hours. We talked about his books because I did have to interview him. So I have the segment for the interview. And then we talked about his campaign and what his goals are and what he could see for the state of Georgia and what his passions are and where they derived. And I mean, great guy. And so I was talking to him thinking, I'm glad I'm moving to Georgia because I'm gonna have to help out on this campaign. And at some point he was like, I want you to help out on my campaign. And I was like, a mother trucker, what? Say what? Right. And it was so funny because that for me, Georgia turning blue is huge because you guys know I'm a peach. That's who I am. Like I'm a Georgia peach. I live in Florida, but I'm from Georgia. I've been here for a few years. So I'm going back and that's, I've talked to Kadada about politics there. I've talked to Carla about politics there, looking at different parts of the state, where can I pitch in? And then to have this conversation and to connect with somebody in politics, just not even knowing is just a reminder that you really have to trust the steps that you're taking. You have to trust the steps that you're taking. And we talked about all kinds of things. We talked about my foundation. You guys know I just launched that. I'm gonna talk about that separate. We talked about that. He has pledged financial contribution to my foundation. Like he says that this is something he wants to be a part of. And I was like, I can die now and go to heaven. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I guess, wait, how can all this goodness happen to me at one time? So it was just a really a neat time. It was a neat conversation to have. And, and you know, another thing I felt while I was talking to him, I felt very protective of him. I felt like he's running from the secret running for secretary of state of Georgia. I have to protect him. So I was very aware of our conversation, the part that was taped that needed to be aired on the interview and the part that wasn't because I need for him to trust that he is safe in my presence. That's what I ask of my viewers, of Joy Exposed, of my clients. You come to me to talk to me, you share with me. People have to know that what they said is protected. And I don't know that that was necessary, but I felt like this brother is running for Secretary of State of Georgia it's going to be a whole hell of a lot of people coming for him to come in, to try to get him. They come in, they're going to come for him just because he's a brother and he's running for secretary of state. And especially because he's in Georgia, they're going to come from, come for him. And I don't want, I don't want there to be any misconception about conversations that we've shared or places that he can go and just to be himself. Now, remember, I do a whole event, crazy closed event for my faceless love and his buddies to be able to be themselves without any bullshit. I do a whole, cause that's how important it is for me to protect the sacred space of the black man of black men is to how can I protect this space? How can they be who they are 
without issues. That's important to me. And so when I was talking to Mansell Peterson yesterday, when he said what his plan was and his goal was in running for Secretary of State, I immediately went into, okay, um, this is, stop talking. <laughs> that was it. Stop talking. We need to record the interview. I'm going to start recording. We're going to do the interview. When the interview is over, I'm going to stop recording and then we can continue to talk. So maybe that means off the record. I don't know. All I know is this is what you came here for, this interview. Anything else is gravy. And that's essentially what we did. That is essentially what we did is to keep I keep them safe. I make sure that not even just the guys, the girls, the women. I've gone on girls trips and stuff. I keep everything in here. Keep that shit right in here. Nobody need to know about that. Shall we out? We safe. It don't matter. <laughs> so when I was talking to him yesterday and his energy and his personality, all I was thinking was, I'm working on his campaign. I'm going to be there. And then he said to me, I want you on my campaign. I was like, bet what I need to do. <laughs> it's like you take somebody with no political experience and say, okay, tell me what to do. <laughs> That's essentially what happened yesterday. And that was a great conversation. It was a great conversation and a dynamic conversation. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about being a writer. We talked about the mental... Um, ability of a writer and how we give up. We talked about how we don't open ourselves up to our fan base because we want to write and give it and leave, but the fans want you. We talked about not continuing the art of writing. We talked about not growing and growing. I mean, we talked about some good stuff. And he told me, I said, what is the thing you would tell men, young male writers, what would you tell them? And he said, no, I think I just said young men. He said, I would tell men to find that rock, that rock that holds it down for them, that rock that's there through everything. Find the rock, not the diamond, not the pretty stone that you can't get dirty. Find the rock, because the rock's going to be there for all of it. The laughter, the tears, the hard times, the good times, the transition. He said, find that rock. And he was referring to his wife. And he said, he he refers to his wife as the love of my life. She is the love of my life. Now, y'all know I'm a sucker for romance. I'm a sucker for a man to love a woman. I'm a sucker for a man. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. He said, that's my, that's my partner. She is everything. He did. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. And we talk about that on Joy Exposed all the time. Just being free to be yourself and being open and being vulnerable without worried about somebody trying to twirl you. And that's the goodness that we talk about. And I love that. I love my conversation with him. I love my interaction with his wife. We've only emailed about setting up the time for the appointment. And we've only emailed a little bit, which was dope. I got no issues with that. I'm like, that. yes, girl, yes, run it, run it. 
and I'm I'm here for all of it. And I'm y'all listening. I'm gonna be contacting y'all because we're gonna need y'all to donate twenty dollars a month for fourteen months on Act Blue. I'm gonna post the link. <laughs> don't don't worry. Don't worry. We got we got a seat to win. We got a Secretary of State seat to win, and we're gonna win it. And I'm excited to be able to work on the team, and especially coming back to Georgia in June, baby. It's going to be lit. And he, he said yesterday, he said, you know, I'm thinking we may not win, but they're going to know we was there. We going in for a fight. And this is what's going to be up. I'm excited. Like, literally, I'm excited because I've only done. I've only voted. I voted. I've worked the polls. I mean, the P-O-L-L-S, not the P-O-L-E-S. <laughs> Believe it or not. Anyway, I've worked the voter polls before, um, but I've never really been in anything politics. And so I'm going to learn a lot and I'm here for it. I'm up to the task. And um, if you're interested, let me know. Yeah, let me know. You interested? Let me know. We're going we're gonna to run this. We got something to do. We got Georgia blue. We're going to turn it all the way blue. That's what we're going to do, right? All right. So that was my conversation yesterday with... Um, Mansell Peterson. And you know, I i mean, I've got my foundation. If you go to the foundation page, growingmen.solutions, and that's the website, the dot solutions, that's part of our branding, www.growingmen.solutions. If you go there, you can see our thermometer on where we are financially. Our goal for fundraising for this year was $500,000. That's our goal, $500,000. And I'm thinking we're going to make it. I think we're going to make it there. We're going to get creative with some fundraising. We're going to try to impact a nation. We're going to try to raise enough money to make sure we can take care of these young men and put these things into action, the things that we're promising and that we want to see. And it's going to require all of us. We all know Black American men struggle in this country from birth. We know that for a myriad of reasons. And there's no reason to point out one because we're not pointing blame at anyone. The only thing that we're doing is looking at two men a year in grade five or six who suffer mentally, emotionally, and give them what they need to get through secondary education to a healthy space to college if they choose. Two men a year, right? It's going to be two men a year, probably from the Central Florida area, unless, you know, our funds are crazy, crazy and we can go out. That's probably where the focus is going to be, because that's where the chair is for that um, division. Two men a year to grab them and pull them and their families and resources, whether they with their families or they're in the foster care system. We don't know identify them and give them this, what they need for a positive emotional and mental health development, mental growth and development. That's what we're looking for, for that division. The other division will be spread out a little more because the scholarship name, the named scholarship person will get to choose a recipient that will go to their college. So if you went, if they went to FAMU, the recipient wants to go to FAMU. If they went to West Georgia, the recipient wants to go to West Georgia or University of Florida. This is a scholarship in their name. So we're looking for 10 men a year to commit to $10,000 over 10 years. 10 men a year, that's 10 students. 10 students every year, 10 men every year and build it. 
every single year to make sure we have the resources and the manpower to give these students what they need to get through college or trade school or whatever it is they're looking to do. But there will be a mentor attached to it. There is an annual retreat. There is connection with to provide the resources needed. And that is what we're doing with Growing Men. We're literally going in there and identifying these young men, young men, young men, black and brown men for this segment. We're identifying them and pulling them through. What do they need to get through? What resources do they need? What time do they need? What skills do they need? Do they need love? Do they need, what do they need? We want to know, we want to pull them through because we want to get them through adulthood. That is critical. And that is what we are about. Growing men, we are the foundation. We are going to change a nation of people by focusing on the root system, which the men, the men of the root system. And we're going to, that's where we're putting our focus. And I am extremely excited about it. And we are getting donations already. I love it. And with the massive donation that we got on yesterday, we'll probably be able to start our first um, our first uh, set of males next year. So next school year, we should be able to start identifying our first group of young men that receive the scholarship, just like that. And so it ain't just me believing in it. It's we believing in it. We know, we know, we know that we need it and we know that we see it and we know that our young men are suffering and we can list all the reasons why they're suffering. But the one thing that's important is that we can see a way for them to no longer suffer, at least some of them to no longer suffer. And if we continue with the resources, we'll be able to increase every year. So 10 next year, 10 the year after, 10 the year after, 10 the year after. And we just keep building, 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 building. And that's what we're going to do. We want to build a nation of strong men. And I know that I'm not going to be able to build it standing in the front of the classroom talking. I'm going to be able to do more goodness from you come here and here's somebody coming to you and what resources are needed and what skills are needed. That's how we're gonna be able to build this nation of men. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I'm overwhelmed with just sheer joy because when I put that website together and I went back and looked at it, I wept. Like I literally wept because, excuse my language, that shit looked like legit to me. <laughs> it's like, that look real, like that's been there. Like, like that website was put together before I even put it together. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's fluid. The color scheme, you can feel it. You can understand that this is about growing men. This is about taking men and growing them, giving them the nutrients and everything that they need. So when they step out there, there's no question about who they are and why they are. And I'm excited. I am, y'all don't even know how excited. I'm like, holy macro, <laughs> holy macro, Batman. I am excited. And we've got some good stuff happening. We've got, so the 5K uh, provides the resources for the 
fifth grade through high school. The golf tournament, the golf classic provides the resources for the 10th grade through college. And the golf tournament, the golf classic is in March. So we've got plans for that. We've got plans for Friday. We've got golf on Saturday. We've got plans for Sunday. And it's just now April. It's not even a month old. And we're already working out the kinks for what's happening next year. We're already planting the seeds for this amazing moment that's going to happen next year. And I'm already thinking about asking Mansell Peterson to do a dinner and a talk on Thursday. Don't let me add Thursday to our calendar. Wait till I talk to him again. Try to get on his calendar. Come by and do a speech. <laughs> Let's. And it's already at an amazing venue, the Marietta Hilton Country Club. Like we don't even have to change menus. I mean, venues to accommodate it. We don't. We're all. We're already established in this place of goodness of just establish a momentous occasion of we're growing men. We are here, right? So we have that for March. And then in April, we'll have the 5K again. And I'm sure we'll figure out some other stuff in between some fundraisers. But right now, fertile ground in here, fertile. Just all these ideas just keep churning, just keep churning. And we're, I, I mean, we're getting donations in already. And it's so funny that we haven't even had our first board meeting. <laughs> I haven't even had a first board meeting of people who want to be on the board, people who are interested in being, and I'm like, I got to have a meeting. I've got to figure it out. So tomorrow I'm going to put together a meeting because we haven't had a meeting yet. And it's almost like the concept of the growing men is taking on its own thing and we're gonna have to pull in the support system behind it. We've gotta put the spine in it to make sure that it keeps the integrity of the event, of the, uh, of the organization. We've gotta keep the integrity of it. We've gotta make sure that it promises, it delivers what it promises. We've gotta make sure that the mission is reflective of what we all think and not just what I think. Yes, it's mine and I feel like I birthed it, but. I'm looking for a support system to keep it alive. And sometimes what we birth, it just doesn't rely on us. It takes a whole village, right? It takes a village to raise it. And so I got to put that together. got to get my group together, meet with my guys and women, you know, so there'll be a couple of women on there and there'll be some men on there, but we got to have us a board and we got to make sure we run it efficiently, effectively, like a 501c3, a nonprofit organization, we have to maintain, we have to garner and maintain the respect that we're going to be given. So the growingman.com, I'm sorry, that's not even it. Growingman.solutions, that's us. We got, we got stuff to do. We changing a nation. We got, y'all don't know. I say that all the time. <laughs> Imagine being in a relationship with me and I'm talking about changing a nation. <laughs> You'd be like, could you just go to sleep? <laughs> you want to take a nap? Like we got to do this right now. This is how my mind works. It's how my thoughts work. And I'm, we meet so many amazing people and I'm moving freely. Um, along my path. And that's what gives me the opportunity to meet so many amazing people because I'm not restrictive. I'm not, I'm just going with it. Who's going to hurt me? That's it. This is my question. Why would someone hurt me? 
you know, like I'm moving where I'm supposed to, if I'm moving where I'm supposed to move, there's no one there to hurt me. Cause why, why would somebody be there in that space? <laughs> so I'm literally moving the way that I want to move. Um, I spoke with a young lady tonight, this evening I interviewed and she told me that she was spending the rest of her life free falling. And she said, when I say free falling, I mean, I'm just not paying attention to my fear. I'm just going to go with it and trust that the universe has for me what it has for me. And I said, that's me. I said, that's me. I'm free. I said, I say that all the time. It's like, how do you live free? How do you get to that place to be free? And you get to that place to be free because you recognize no one is greater than you. No one is greater than you. No one can hold you hostage. No one can keep you locked in. Those are all choices that you make. If you're held hostage, it's because it's what you want. If you're locked in, it's because what you want. Like these are when you own your movements, when you own your actions, you realize, shit, I'm I was there all those years. I must have wanted to be there. I didn't know I could leave, whatever it was. But when you own that you're in control of you and you can move the way you want to move, then you move. But when you don't know, then you stay there. And there's nothing that you can do for other people. There's nothing you can do for other people to get them to move when it's not time for them to move. But you can always move. You can always move. And that is why I say, if I'm doing something and it doesn't feel good to me, I will leave. I will take an Uber. <laughs> I will take an Uber and I will be like, all right, I'm going to go. <laughs> like, because I'm over, I've, that time is passed for me to sit and suffer in silence. Why? There is no way, no way in hell that God chose another human to be greater than me. Do you think that God went through the whole strategic process of planning my existence to choose someone to be better than me? No. No. And I wholeheartedly believe that. Now, I've spent years thinking that people were better. That's my thought process of me. That says I need to do something with me. I, I still, I, 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 I need to change my thought process on why would this person be chosen to treat me like shit. Why would that be? And then you realize, oh, they're only treating you like shit because you're letting them. They're not chosen for that. They're not better than you. They're not smarter than you. They don't know more than you. You're letting them because why? You start unpacking that emotional damage, that conditioning, that baggage that you brought throughout your life. You start unpacking it and then you realize, oh, no, 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 no more. No more. No, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I've, you guys know I've talked about it all the time. I've got a crazy life story to tell of things that I've done and positions and spaces I've been in and been mistreated. And I've got a crazy life story about that. But it's not now. <laughs> it's no more. And I'm free. Like, I'm literally, I'm free.
and I know that I'm not going to allow anyone to mistreat me. If I don't like my job, that's on me. The job is the job. It's not the people. Ugh, bump them people. I'm working on my language, just in case I'm in the political arena. I got to not say fuck them people when I want to. Bump them people. If it's the job, it's the job. The job isn't going to change. If it's the people on the job, they're not going to change. If I'm unhappy on the job, I am the only person I have control over. I can change. I can change position. I can leave. Maybe I'll take a pay cut. Maybe I won't. Maybe maybe I won't. Maybe I work weekends. Maybe I won't. Who knows? No one's going to tell me what I can do if I'm the only person that has control over what I do. And that is my truth. That is the absolute truth. And as I journey through my life at this point, and I make decisions that I make for myself, because now my children are adults. My son is 18. He's graduating high school. He All he want to know from me is, when can I get my new cell phone? He asked me for money. <laughs> like He's doing his thing. He getting ready to go to college. He got a little job for the summer. Jasmine's grown. She's got her own family. Joy is grown. She's building her own family. Like my kids are adults. If I'm sitting around trying to manage adults, whose time am I wasting? Mine. They don't want me to manage them. And I've raised them to manage themselves. So why the hell am I trying to manage them? The only person that I can literally manage is me. That's it. I am the only person I can manage. So when I'm walking along my path and I'm running into all of these amazing things that happen all the time, like, let me give you a prime example. Yesterday, I had a call with Mansell Peterson. I told you guys about working on his campaign. Now, I'm a school teacher, so I'm moving to Atlanta. I'm planning to go work in the classroom. So I'm like, well, I can't really go work in the classroom if I'm gonna work on a campaign. So I'm trying to weigh this out. I know it's some money that come with it. I'll probably get a salary for working on the campaign and, you know, all of that. And I was like, it would really be dope, talking to Faceless Love, it would really be dope if I could get a job at a virtual school and then I could do both. Because that's me. You know, it's my overachiever self. Like, I can do both. But I hadn't applied to any virtual schools. I only applied to brick and mortar schools because... That's what I know, and that's what I was going to do. Today, I get to school. I'm working. I check my email. I have an invitation to interview at a virtual school in Fulton County. Now, that's what I'm talking about. I put my thoughts. I'm in such a yummy space right now that I put this stuff out there. The hammer come falling down every time. It's almost frightening to me. Frightening to me. For me to say some of the stuff that I say because I know the shit is going to happen. Back up to February. No. March. Remember March? I said, I'm signing 10 new clients this month. 10 new clients this month. I signed every one of them. 10. In April, I said... I'm making a million dollars this year. I'm making a million dollars this year. That's what I said. 
yesterday somebody told me they'll give me $150,000 for my foundation. $150,000 for my foundation. I'm walking in such a yummy space right now. This shit is scary. <laughs> it's scary. So that email open. Well, first of all, the uh, contract hit, paperwork hit, the email about the online job, the opportunity to work on the political campaign. Like these are all, I'm open to all of this. You know what? Because I'm not in the, I'm not living in the muck anymore. If I were here trying to run my daughter and raise my grandchild instead of being grandmother and mother of an adult, I wouldn't hear none of these knocks because I wouldn't have placed myself in a position for any of them. I would have still been stuck in the noise of raising somebody else. This is our, this is your shot. This is your life and your life says, I have to be in a position to affect change. Well, wait a minute. I don't know. I can't give you advice on your life. I can give you advice on my life. <laughs> Tell you what my life says. I need to be in a position to affect change. I need to be in a position to take care of the thing that I love and the thing that I love and honor is black American men because I know they're suffering. And I don't I'm not going I don't know that I'll be out on the side with a picket sign and I don't know that I'll do that cuz that's not something that I see. But what I do see is getting them up to a point of taking care of themselves, employing them and moving them to personal freedom. That's what I can see. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep moving until I get to a place that these are things that I'm doing. So whether it's research, what, whether it's me meeting and knowing so many amazing men and saying, hey, I need you. This is what I need from you. And this is what you'll get. And this is what you should do. If I can do that and pull enough amazing men, 10 men a year, 10 men a year into growingmen.solutions, to mentor and scholarship these young men. And my goal is 1,500 runners next year for the 5K. If I can put those numbers out there and this is what I see, then this is what I'm planning for. It's legitimately what I'm planning for. Why would I plan for anything different? If the universe has already promised me abundance, why would I second guess the thoughts that I'm having if I've already been promised this abundance? And that's where we all have to get to. We have to get to being free. We have to know that we're okay stepping away from the muck. We're okay not wallowing in the BS. And we're okay not being caught up in somebody else's yuck. Somebody else's yuck ain't got nothing to do with us. And it's okay to be like, damn, that sucks. They got nothing to do with me. It's okay to say that. It doesn't make you a bad person. You're recognizing your boundaries and you're recognizing where you have control. Because as soon as you start offering advice to somebody in a situation that you don't know or what you think you would have done had you been in that situation or you think you're going to find yourself in a similar situation trying to figure out how to get out of it. Don't write yourself into that script. It's not for you.
Oh, well, it's 10 o'clock already. Man, I was on and popping tonight. I got so much good stuff happening. And I'm drinking my little champagne. Don't forget, any episodes you can download, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, so many good places. Download and listen. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, everything is on YouTube, of course. You can always go to YouTube. And we're just going to keep growing. We're going to keep figuring it out. We got busy weeks ahead of us. We're going to figure out those busy weeks. We're going to keep living. We're going to keep loving. And we're going to be free. And if you want to be free, talk to me about it. Let's get there. Ain't no, ain't nothing in it. Ain't, ain't no thing. You can listen. Yeah, I don't even want to get into my story. Y'all know. Child, I've been free and had like $3 <laughs> to a payday. Free. <laughs> but no, that's it. That's it. But I got there, right? That's the whole thing is like, just love where you are and own that you're there because you have chosen your path to that space. Life isn't happening to you. You're happening. And if the shit sucks, it's because you're choosing it. If you're not getting any pleasure out of it, it's because you're choosing it. Choose some goodness. It's okay. Nobody's going to be mad at you. Don't even think what other people will think. Nobody's going to be mad. Nobody's going to be disappointed. And if they are, it's just temporary. They'll figure, they'll figure it out. Whatever. You don't, you just got to take care of yourself. You just got to, you know, joy exposed. When joy is exposed, everything just feels better. I'll see you guys next week. Mwah. Big kisses. Mwah. Have some goodness this week. Bye. I can't even find my mouse. <laughs> I must have been good.